You're listening to Music Tectonics. Welcome back to Music Tectonics, where we go beneath the surface of music and tech. I'm your host, Dimitri Vitsa. I'm also the founder and CEO of Rock, Paper, Scissors, the PR firm that specializes in music tech and music innovation. And today I've got with me the co-founder of Tamago, Jeff Gold. Hey, Jeff, how's it going? Going amazing. How are you doing today? Great. Glad to have you on the podcast here. We like to dive right in. So tell us, what is Tamago? Uh, Tamago, it's a decentralized music streaming platform. Uh, so basically what that means is uh, all the data is uh, stored by uh, IPFS and Filecoin, which uh, those are decentralized and distributed networks to uh, persistently store data so that uh, even if something ever happened to us, the data is still there and accessible forever, basically. It was essentially, it was adopted because we created Clarion North, uh, DJ producer, and then he also does uh, some courses on Udemy for both music production and blockchain. Uh, we did uh, a rave together back in uh, maybe 13 years ago in Mahawal, Mexico, close to Belize, and uh, stayed in close contact ever since. And then when I started getting back into blockchain, uh, started working with Near Protocol, contacted him, uh, kind of let him know some of the stuff that we were kind of working on and some of the tech that was there. And then we kind of started talking about how uh, essentially the music industry has been terrible for artists, like can put out tracks, you don't get rewarded for it. Basically the only reward you get is more touring. So we wanted to kind of use this technology to kind of help change that for the industry. So created a platform where you, artists pick what they want for a track and then it gets instantly sent to them. They don't have to wait for royalties. They can split up the royalties between band members or with the management or any way they want. And as soon as the transaction happens, everyone instantly has their part. So it's just kind of instant accounting makes it transparent and uh, gives more direct access for the artists to the fans. Gotcha. So on Tomago, artists are uploading directly. You're not going through a distributor. It's sort of like uh, the original SoundCloud or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, kind of like the original SoundCloud with like no gatekeeping, no ads. Just go there in music. Don't get cut off in the middle of a track to, unless you have the pro plan. Like this way, people can send their fans to it and the song will just play. Gotcha. And And what's the business model look like for those artists that are putting their stuff on Tomago? Uh, there's a couple different routes they can go with it. Um, can put it just for streaming. And then with that, it just has a kind of a community tip button. So people, if they like the track, they can send a tip along. Um, they can put a track for up or for download. And then the download track can be different from the content that uh, was uploaded for streaming. So, and it can be any file type. So they could upload a zip with like a full album or the stems or a video to go with it or any kind of bonus content they wanted. And then there's an option to mint it as a one of one NFT as well. And then the artist can pick a royalty split on that that uh, basically goes to any of the download royalties 
would be split between the owner of the NFT and the artist, depending on the percent that they pick. So they could kind of sell it, have someone that wants to help with marketing, pick it up and then transparently and openly everyone gets paid out depending on what the artist was comfortable with when they minted it. Gotcha. So they start with a stream if they like, and then the streaming is primarily monetized through tipping or upselling to something else. Is that right? Um, essentially, yeah. And then we're building in uh, playlist functions. Those should be launching in the near future. Um, and then those will have, uh, like for an artist, they can put together a collection of all their tracks where can kind of make it like a Patreon type system where people can support it and get access to different content. And then as well, if someone owns one of the NFTs or a collection of the NFTs, they can put those in their playlist and then their playlist will split the rights between all the artists that are in there, plus them and based on the artists percentages. So as a playlist, are you also, you also can generate revenue for yourself or only if you only own NFTs that are within the playlist? For sure. With the owning of the NFT, the other part, we're playing with the equation to make sure that can find one that's sustainable. Right. Okay. Got it. All right. So the streaming is sort of almost like, almost like the, uh, here, check it out. Here we are. This, it's like the, the streaming version of MySpace or something where it's like, you can discover the music through the streaming. If you want, you can then either, um, make a tip or join a subscription type model from there. Um, in addition, you could download uh, a track for a particular price and sometimes those downloads are offered as NFTs as well, which include both, both the ownership and use of that. Uh, music, but also the ability to generate revenue further down the road. Yeah, exactly. Got it. Okay, cool. Interesting. And so there is no monthly subscription to Tomago. There's no like all you can eat subscription. Um, no, just getting an account gets you that. Cool. And those are, <laughs> that's a free account, right? Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. So we've talked a little bit about how that's already different from the mainstream streaming services. Are there any other differences that Tomago has from other streaming services that we should get into the mix here? Um, mainly just it's kind of no gatekeeping. The It's not kind of running an algorithm that's designed to kind of try and push other people over others. It's uh, more of a, a fluid search and everything and then different ways of breaking it down by multiple genres, if it's crypto related content, or if it's for download, new stuff, top of the charts. Yeah. So if I'm a new user to Tomago, and I don't know any of the artists there yet, I'm not sure what to look for. What am I going to see? How am I going to get kind of, uh, how am I going to dig into to what's there? Uh, when it first loads up, there's a bar that comes across that has uh, different icons and different genres. So it can either scroll through, find something that is in the realm house of your curiosity, or uh, it also has like the newest tracks uploaded or the top ones on the platform. So it can kind of scroll through that way. Gotcha. And there's a lot of really good talent from globally and like from Grammy nominated winners to like some amazing artists out of Africa that are just like kind of bootstrapping stuff together and putting it out, but it's amazing. Got it. So let's talk about that. What what traction does Tomago have so far? A few thousand artists on the platform right now. Um, it's constantly increasing. Uh, we have over 100,000 minutes of playtime. Uh, just launched this last year. So it just basically hit a year very recently. Um, 
And then uh, we've been doing a lot of events globally, uh, like did a boat party for WMC, uh, ADE in Amsterdam, uh, UN party event, and kind of a whole bunch of different ones with some amazing kind of world-class talent. Gotcha. And um, are you seeing people starting to uh, engage on the, the listener side in terms of making those purchases and doing those subscriptions and things like that? Yeah, definitely. And it's constantly picking up and getting more traction and kind of seeing more people tweeting their stuff out there and people just discovering new music and tweeting it out. And then we have a metaverse space in Near Hub where it's called Tama Island. So we do regular kind of meetups there where kind of the metaverse space is good because a lot of times for different styles of music, someone will be in a city and there's maybe two other people in that city that like the same style of music and they might not like them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's like at least this way, if someone likes an obscure kind of genre, like minds can still meet up, kind of talk about stuff that they have in common and yeah, feel like they're connected to something. Yeah, got it. Great. So um, just to just to kind of put this in context of what we saw at the end of 2022, given what we saw happen with FTX and other crypto entities uh, with this later crypt, uh, this latest crypto winter, how can we be sure that Tomago's infrastructure will sustain long enough for, say, the NFTs, for example, to retain their value and for any playlist that we spend time and energy making, it'll still be there in the future? Yeah, no, that's an excellent question. Um, a big part of that is we have a really lean infrastructure and to make sure that nothing like FTX happens, we don't hold user funds at all. Like as soon as there's a transaction, it goes from the person purchasing directly to the NFT royalty distribution. We have a 3% transaction fee that we take, but other than that, that's the only thing that we handle. And then the site, all the data, as I was saying, is on IPFS and Filecoin. So even if we did disappear, the NFT is on near protocol, it's there forever. The contract is there, it's on the immutable ledger. And then the data holding the music or whatever data it is, is on IPFS and Filecoin. So it's still there for ever, even if we aren't. <laughs> gotcha. 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 We're not planning on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. All right. Well, look, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, I want to talk to you about what it takes to get this type of de decentralized service to reach scale. We'll be right back. Are you cooking up something cool during South by Southwest? Help your music tech friends find your music tech event in Austin this March. Tell us about your panels, meetups, parties, or activations that involve music tech and music innovation. We'll add them to our unofficial guide and spread the word to the Music Tectonics community. There's a link to submit your event on the blog at musictectonics.com or find Music Tectonics on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. The link is in our bio. Want to get your hands on the unofficial guide? Make sure you're signed up for the Music Tectonics newsletter at musictectonics.com. We'll email you when it's ready. Now back to the episode.
All right. We're back with Jeff Gold from Tomago. I wanted to ask you, Jeff, what do you think it's going to take to see a decentralized streaming service like Tomago reach the scale of streaming services like Spotify, Apple Music, and YouTube Music? Um, adoption. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but what's what's it going to take to get to that that point? When when I mean, it's you know, obviously, it took a long time for Spotify and 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 Apple really came came after that as well. Um, and this was all after the traditional download. I mean, it's funny. Every phase is traditional after it's old, right? <laughs> after the traditional groundbreaking download, paid download, um, services <laughs> came came into existence, iTunes. Um, but uh, it, took, it took a while till, till people were like, oh, well, I'll do a subscription model. I won't really own anything. I'll just have access as long as I'm still paying the fee. Um, what do you think is going to reach that level of adoption for a decentralized service like this? With us, part of what we're doing to achieve that is kind of going more kind of grassroots connecting directly to artists, building up strong relations with the artists in the industry. Like Clarion and I, prior to doing this, we're both DJing and producing, kind of touring around. Clarion's done amazing things. He's been in Rolling Stone and a whole bunch of other stuff. So we have really good ties to the industry. So we've just been kind of showing everyone that it is real and kind of not trying to overdo it too fast and do it through a bunch of hype, but just create a real foundation that will grow. Hey, that makes sense. Are there particular genres or scenes that um, you're especially strong with? And is that purposeful or just happens to be your networks? Um, electronic music is kind of more where my background is clarion he's done stuff a lot of electronic and then did stuff with like p diddy and some other people as well so he's kind of worked both sides like house and hip-hop kind of side of it but we're getting a lot of people um a bit of everything a lot of house a lot of hip-hop um a lot of afro um and then tons of like everything else from jazz to some classical to podcasts to kind of every kind of audio. Some people are uploading sound effects, things kind of similar to what you could find on SoundCloud or something like it's just whatever someone wants to do. But it's been a really good kind of curate, like not curated, but self curated by the artist. But the stuff that's been going up there, it's all been really good. And a lot of times even genres that traditionally I don't listen to, been really enjoying the music on there, or stuff that kind of gave up on a genre five or 10 years ago because <laughs> it wasn't liking what was coming out, but then started hearing some of the stuff there and it kind of brought me back to it. So, it's... As you were talking about that, it made me wonder, um, is there a cap on how much stuff an artist can put up? No. Okay. <laughs> Not yet. Um, <laughs> I believe it's for uh, the download content up to 32 gig file. So a lot. Yeah, that is a lot. And can put up more of those files too. It's just per file. It has that limit. I mean, that was like SoundCloud's early days was just like, where do you put store and publish this stuff so that people can have access to it? And um, it sounds like you guys are kind of, that's that's part of the value proposition for the artists too, is like, well, what else am I going to do with it? It doesn't cost me anything to put it yeah. up here and then I can start sharing it. Yeah, exactly. Got and it. Even if it's just content that they have somewhere else, it's like can put it here and get exposed to a new crowd and get some tips. 
Yeah. <laughs> nice. So a lot of the conversation in the music trades have been that the NFT boom was largely focused on speculative investment from people who were more interested in the crypto side than the music side. How will Tomago attract music fans who might not be interested in the pure benefits of crypto investment or collections? Well, a big part for that is you don't have to have a wallet or anything to interact with the platform. You can just sign up with email and never have to think about crypto or pay for anything. Um, if they want, it's like with near protocol, it's more of like a web two friendly kind of chain. It's got a web wallet. So it just uses a web page instead of an extension, the wallet addresses or your name dot near. So it's easy for people to interact with. And it's kind of like signing up for a Gmail account. Um, so with that, if they want, they can invest in the artists or kind of have the ownership of the NFT, but it's not required at all to use the site. Got it. Interesting. And are you seeing like growth from the kind of the crypto community in terms of the listeners and users, or does it feel more like music fans or a hybrid? Uh, a bit of both definitely both like the crypto community it's definitely gotten behind it um but yeah the crypto community is awesome for supporting everything in the industry just because they everyone in it just wants everyone to succeed for everything to go well so it, it's kind of part of what brought me into the whole thing hmm. <laughs> that's cool um and then yeah getting a lot of adoption from outside uh through like friends contents through artists they're kind of sharing it to their friends and etc gotcha so even before the crypto winter why do you think the music industry has been slower to adopt blockchain crypto DAOs, nfts that sort of thing i think part of it is uh kind of lose control by giving control to the artists and where the artists could pick what percentage they get. A lot of people don't like that. <laughs> um, but it's not trying to like, we're not trying to replace parts of the industry, just trying to streamline it and help things, different parts of it move faster. Like, cause still need people to promote the tracks. You still need people to help with everything, managers and agents and, you know, like, it's not trying to replace any of that, but just give an extra faucet to distribute. Are record labels interested in what you guys are up to? Yeah, there's definitely some that we've been working with. There's some that have put their whole catalogs up and then when a track sells, the artists get their part, the label gets theirs and it just happens instantly. And they really like it because they don't have to do any of the accounting. It just happens. They have to do their accounting right. <laughs> for the funds that came into their account but the other part, they don't touch it. So it's kind of simplifies things for everyone. And for the artists, they don't have to wait three to six months to get paid for things. If a track sells, they can take the money a minute later. What do you think will be the turning point for the traditional music industry for getting on board with more of this type of decentralized platform? Um, just a little bit of time. Like, cause just crypto, itself is i think within a one to three percent of the global population 
Um, it is one of the faster adopting technologies, so it's kind of exponentially growing. I think uh, once the market flips again, it'll kind of be a bull run that will change a lot of people that are going to start jumping on because it's going to hit in non-financial advice and everything like that. I'm Just for anyone listening, I'm a DJ, not a financial advice. <laughs> <laughs> but I think once the market flips, it's not going to hit the numbers that it's at again. Like it's going to hit all new time highs. And so you, you certainly have faith that uh, this crypto winter is just seasonal. Yeah. Like basically I think once uh, Bitcoin miners, once the hash rate gets to a point where it's cheaper for them to buy Bitcoin than to mine it, they start turning off their machines and, buying it with the same money they're going to put into power. And then that puts a lot of upward pressure onto the coin. And then when people start seeing that, they jump on and then they jump, put their miners back on and it's way cheaper and they start mining a lot because the hash rate dropped. And then it kind of, every time there's been a crash, that's kind of what, wait, once it hits, it's somewhere between 10 and 14,000 for Bitcoin that that's when it hits the threshold where it's, cheaper for miners just to buy it and then they start doing that so it creates a form of scarcity that then makes the demand go up yeah because then the stuff that's for sale they start buying it all up and then people yeah exactly yeah is there any tokenization um or direct uh kind of upside for tamago as it relates to cryptocurrency currently we're using uh, near protocol token for the uh, payment and then uh, the NFT tokens that the artists generate. So, but you're, you said you take 3% of all the transactions. There's no additional, there's no additional generation of some sort of special Tomago token that's somehow going to increase in value. Um, at the moment, no, but it is in the plans. Yeah, the roadmap. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a, another quick break. And then I've got a couple more questions for you. We're going to do something we do regularly on the show where we're going to get sci-fi. We'll be right back. Hey, all you Music Tectonics podcast listeners. Shayla here with an update around our 2023 online events. We're going to kick off our online event series on February 9th at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Our friends from Luminate will reveal the results of their gaming and Web3 study for the first time to the public. Go behind the buzzwords to get the hard data. Hear best practices on how to activate in the Web3 space and create those meaningful connections with fans. Immediately following the presentation will be Q&A, so make sure to bring your thinking cap. To end the event, you'll get the opportunity to participate in our fan favorite speed networking. Get randomly matched with another attendee for serendipitous connection. See you on February 9th at 10 a.m. Pacific. That's 1 p.m. Eastern. Be sure to go to www.musictectonics.com to register for the event. Now back to the podcast. All right, Jeff, it's time to get sci-fi. When you look at the music industry five to 10 years from now, what do you believe will emerge? What cool technologies and innovations do you think will come into being? Um, I think metaverse and AI are going to have massive impacts. Um, AI for 
just simplifying music creation and helping people just get things out there faster. And then metaverse just bringing people's communities closer. Because as the technologies increase, the hardware needed gets better and cheaper. And it's really cool tech. It's just the really cool stuff is really expensive right now. But it, there's a whole bunch of stuff that's kind of on the market that's getting ready to push or starting to be leaked out. And it's just going to kind of snowball, especially as AI starts coming in and assisting people with fixing what's wrong. Gotcha. So on the AI front, I mean, as we turn from 2022 to 2023, we've been seeing so much on the art side, the visual art, AI creation, so many people experimenting with stuff and, and posting it. On the music side, it seems like it's a little more complicated. It's it's happening. I mean, we, we did an AI's Got Talent talent show at Music Tectonics in 2019 because we saw some of those early companies, some of which are still around, um, doing some interesting things around music creation or other, other audio kind of tools and, and techniques and stuff. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what I'm curious from you, Jeff, as you talk about AI and music creation, if everyone's making music with AI, just like everyone was making photos with Instagram filters and now videos with YouTube and TikTok, are we going to be discovering music or are we going to be making music? Um, both, uh, well, it's, I guess it's similar to a sync button for DJs. You mean for syncing the, uh, the rhythms? Yeah. Yeah. Like to do the part that the DJ is supposed to be doing. Beat matching. <laughs> yeah. It's, it depends how it's used. Like you can have a tool that has that and use it as when needed or to help improve something that you're already doing or to kind of save time on a tedious task that like yes you could do it manually know how but it's going to take an extra three hours and you can just say here can you adjust all these levels on all the different tracks to this on the highs and it'll just be like done okay cool <laughs> you know like yes you can do it but like and it's sort of cheating but it's just the same thing as asking an intern to do this the boring parts <laughs> <laughs> well i mean with the visual art stuff, you put a couple of prompts in and you get a piece of art. That's not just like you draw a piece of art and then it colorizes it or you color something and it optimizes yeah. it, but it's actually making the art. Yeah, but if with the same time, like with the, like we're actually running on a side thing, a little NFT image generator, but like you can put in like make a dog and It'll make a dog, but if you put in like make a dog shot with a Canon D40, this lens with this kind of lighting and this kind of filter and add this in the background and, you know, like do a stop focus and put the, you know, like it'll create that shot as well. You know, so like it's someone that knows what they're doing or like a real professional in the industry that or just someone that knows the terminology well and understands it will be able to create more what they're like anyone will be able to create something they'll be able to create what they see in their head yeah if that kind of yeah got you so so they can actually have an artistic vision to start with and then use prompts and other tools to get it into reality as opposed to just hitting the shuffle button and some yeah. random piece of audio gets created 
Yeah, like there's ones that do that. And you just like make a song that's techno. And then it'll be like, here's something techno. But you could also just do on like, okay, I need a hi-hat that's, you know, this format and put a kind of this kind of reverb on it. And then, you know, get a little sample that spits out. You know, like could have something like that as opposed to like, here, create a whole song and just make music. This is interesting, Jeff, because what I'm hearing you say is, yeah, sure, there's these tools that are going to help people create these things. But it's really ultimately boils boils down to who has the artistic vision to push it to where they want it and where they want it is something somebody else wants to listen to. Yeah. Like, cause it's kind of the same with the art too. It's like right now, anyone has the access to that tool. Some people are creating art on it. That's still mind blowing <laughs> other people. It's like, Oh, cool. But yeah, that looks like what you said, you know, like, <laughs> Like, it's still amazing when you think about it, but like, there's that difference where like people that know the art strokes and the kind of paint and, you know, like the textures and when you give it all that, it reproduces it. But if you just say like, make a painting, it's like, cool, it made a painting. Ah, Better than I would (laughs) have. So to use the photography analogy, you're saying anyone can pick up a camera and press the shoot button, but not everybody can take a great shot. It takes a lot more. Yeah, exactly. Got it. Yeah, like. That's a great it's like, yeah, you can have the autofocus on the camera and everything. And it's the same camera, but someone that knows how to use a camera will get a much better shot out of it. Very cool. I don't think we've had the, uh, the AI dilemma articulated in such a clear way and a, a path to continuing the artistry in the post AI era. So congrats. Good job there, Jeff. Uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I've been falling deep down that rabbit hole lately. Awesome. Good. All right. One last question for you. This is part of our network building at Music Tectonics. This is a community. You know, we have a conference, we have a podcast, we do a lot of online events, and we love to connect people up. And since you and I have never met or never talked, this is our first conversation. Would love to loop what's on your mind with your network, with our network. We love for our guests to shout out other companies or musical innovators that you're keeping an eye on. Can you name maybe say three companies or people in music innovation, not at Tomago, that you'd like to introduce to our listeners? Uh, so I think uh, if I had to pick three, uh, Endless FM, they do kind of collaborative remote music creation. So kind of live looping different things together and kind of going around the two turns and making music and yeah, they're doing some really cool things. That's uh, is that uh, that's Tim Exile, endless with three S's, I believe. I believe so too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. I've I've been to some of their jams online and met Tim. I think we've had him on the podcast as well. I talk to him all the time. So, anyway, they've got a really cool thing coming up with a. Have you seen this, Jeff? The the arcade. The arcade. arcade. It's like a. It looks like yeah. a Pac Man <laughs> old school thing, but it's a music maker. Oh, I, he tempted me. They're like, I think they that, had it at NearCon. We were set up at the booth next to them for that. Which conference was it? In, oh, at uh, NearCon. NearCon in Lisbon back in September. Was it awesome? It. It was the best convention I'd been to. Like, it felt more like a music festival in the VIP section, but for everybody. Like, it was amazingly catered and like multiple, like barista stand. Like, anything you wanted was just wow. there and free all day. Like, you could tell that they weren't doing it to make money. They were doing it to like bring their community together and just kind of throw a good event and. Yeah, it was amazing. And awesome. Like all the events at night were just like... Hey, we got a bonus shout out for a conference. That's cool. <laughs> cool. Yeah, all right. Was, uh, 
fun. We've got uh, Endless. Then, what were the other couple? Uh, Refusion. Refusion.com. They use uh, Stable Diffusion, which is a text-to-image uh, generator. And it uh, they trained a model on spectrographs of music. And then it can create a spectrograph of different styles of music and then plays it. So I read about this recently and I want, I'm glad you're here. Cause I wanted to ask you, I wanted to ask somebody about this. <laughs> so they're using like an AI image generator that then takes that image and turns it into sound. Is that right? Um, takes text and turns it into an image, which is turned into sound. Yeah, right. Okay, right. Because I know about the text prompts for the images, right? That's the thing that's been yeah. all over the news. But then uh, turning it into sound is a whole other thing. Does well, it, does you it... can train your models on custom images. So like could train it, let's say, on 30 images of yourself and different expressions and then can get it to make you doing whatever, <laughs> like in different paintings. But So they took that concept and instead of loading in a bunch of faces, load in, in spectrographs with a text description of what the song kind of style and oh, genre gotcha. and instruments and stuff like that. And then trained it on, I don't know how many, but every time you double the data set, it exponentially gets better at it. So train it with a whole bunch of images of that and then reverse it and ask, say, hey, bluegrass techno. And then it creates some bluegrass techno spectrographs. And then since the spectrograph is just basically kind of like an oscilloscope of the song, you can play it back. Got it. I thought you were saying that it you put in text prompts and then it creates images and then somehow that leads to music. But it's the spectrograph that is really the well, bridge. Yeah, it creates the, an image of a spectrograph. That is really cool. Have you listened to it? Have you listened to what some of the stuff yeah. sounds like? Uh, yeah, you can find it at refusion.com. It's uh, free to use and play with and stream. Cool. Sounds like fun. Refusion, that's R-I-F-F-U-S-I-O-N. We'll put it in the show notes. Now we had one more chance for one more shout out. What was the third company or person you wanted to shout out, Jeff? Um, B-Devin. Dot AI. Oh they yeah, some, they, uh, they actually came to the cool they came to the Music Tectonics conference and demoed there. What what, what tell us about them? Uh, another AI generated music. It's uh, you kind of pick different vibes or genres, and it uh, generates kind of based on that. I think that, but yeah, like they're more of just kind of right now. It's kind of tools and a little window onto what's coming. Um, I don't know if either of them are really putting out something that you could just kind of take and be like, this is going on the radio, <laughs> but it's close enough uh, that you can picture it. Yeah. And it's like kind of once more people kind of start seeing these kind of tools, it'll kind of make things easier for a lot of people to kind of create what's in their head. But yeah, I still love the sound of a real instrument too. <laughs> yeah. We can <laughs> have both. I mean, like kind of that's what's happening with like, like every every this, single yeah. thing in in the world now. It's like, oh, there's this new thing and it's automated and there's this and there's that and then and then the other stuff still exists too. I mean, you can still go to the museum and see paintings. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. it can be a great like date. I kind of I kind of miss when like 
singing you actually heard their voice no matter how bad it was like bob dylan like if he came out today he'd be on a voicoder <laughs> yeah <laughs> might sound better yeah, like, oops did i say that <laughs> <laughs> but like kind of the rasp of it was kind of like the character of it and what kind of you know or just That's hearing hard to find the it. crackle in a voice or something it's like you don't hear that anymore oh good point very good point yeah it starts to sound very samey sometimes yeah it's just kind of the common denominator is like well accounted for well maybe over time we'll see that the creativity is really the, the diversity of all of it that you sometimes you choose the vocoder or the autotune and sometimes you don't because you literally yeah. like the rasp of, of a natural voice yeah Exactly. Awesome. Okay, yeah. this has been an absolute blast, Jeff. I've really enjoyed talking to you. Your shout outs were amazing. Tamago, T A M A G O. Where do people find it? Is it an app? Is it on a website? Uh, Tamastream.io. So T A M A S T R E A M.io. Awesome. And then uh, you can find us on Discord as well. Uh, but if you go to the site, you can find the Discord. Awesome. Jeff, this has been a blast. We'll keep an eye on what you're doing. Thanks so much for joining. Thanks for expressing your passion for both AI and raspy voices and everything in between <laughs> and, uh, and, and you know, artist-centric models that, uh, that hopefully will help change things for the better for everybody. It's been a blast. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. I had a lot of fun. Thanks for listening to Music Tectonics. If you like what you hear, please subscribe on your favorite podcast app. We have new episodes for you every week. Did you know you can dig deeper into all our episodes with the show notes at musictectonics.com. While you're there, look for the latest about our annual conference, sign up for our newsletter to get updates, or get the Music Tectonics app for music tech news. Everything we do explores seismic shifts that shake up music and technology the way the Earth's tectonic plates cause quakes and make mountains. Connect with Music Tectonics on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and find me, Dimitri Vitsa, if you can spell it, on LinkedIn. Bye-bye. You're listening to Music Tectonics.